welcome to the Commander Theory Podcast. I'm Nick Beatman, and I'm here with my friend, Zach Mack. Hello, everybody. So we've received a few pieces of news in the last week, and we are excited to share our takes on the new products that Wizards has announced. Uh, we're getting a new silver-bordered product. We're getting a new uh, pre-constructed black-bordered product. But before we dive into uh, our thoughts on these, I want to briefly talk about our Patreon. So if you head on over to patreon.com slash commander theory, you can support the show and access sweet rewards for as little as $1 a month. If you aren't ready to be a patron yet, you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. All right, let's start off with Unsanctioned. So Unsanctioned is a set of five 30-card silver border decks, and you can mix and match those 30-card decks to create uh, 60-card decks to duel with. So... The set's going to have 16 brand new uncards, and it's also going to have reprints of popular uncards from previous unsets. Unsanctioned also comes with new full art black bordered basic lands, and they're going to have a new unstyle. Not sure exactly what that means. Yeah, that's kind of a. Yeah, we're, we're still guessing at what that is. Yeah, uh, but they are going to have new art. So, just like a quick overview of everything you're going to get with this product. Five 30-card decks, two six-sided dice, ten double-sided tokens, ten full art basic land, five of which are going to be non-foil, five of which are going to be foil, and then a box. And that's going to be coming on February 29th, 2020, Leap Day. Yeah, that's pretty funny, actually. Uh, What do you think about this product? Uh, I'm happy about this product. I've wondered for a while, because pre-constructed decks, they're fun, but they have like a very similar line of play. And anyone who's played like a smash up type game where like there's decks that you put together and then play like that has a ton of replayability. So I think that this is going to be popular even for people who don't necessarily like drafting undecks. Mm-hmm. I think it'll just be a fun experience. I also think it's interesting that it's a 1v1 experience. So like a lot of the Dialic Squirrel cards <laughs> aren't really going to work super well. So I think hopefully we get some good cards that work like in less populated circles you know what i mean yeah i'm wondering if one way that people might play these is like buy two and then like yeah and then you can have uh, up to five people playing yeah i'm wondering too how many of these they're going to print i mean hopefully it's unlimited print run because if those lands are are like rad enough that's gonna be a problem to get they're gonna be really expensive unfortunately uh they they there is no msrp for this product so we have no idea how much we're gonna have to shell out in yeah order i can't to get our hands on these lands i can't imagine it's actually too much because like if you look at a lot of those like deck building games that are just cards like they're usually like 20 bucks mm-hmm. and and these aren't even tournament legal cards this is like very much like a silly board game much more than other magic products have been yeah so i just like on cards and unsets in general yeah i'm excited about this product for a couple of reasons I'm really hoping that we're going to get to see new silver-bordered legends. Yes. Um, silver-bordered commanders can create new archetypes by like caring about things that black-bordered cards aren't allowed to care about. So like rarity and ponies the galloping, she can care about rarity because black-bordered isn't allowed to do that. Or like uh, Princess Luna in ponies the galloping like can care about things with moon in their art. It's so easy to create new archetypes when you're able to, to look at every single element of the card. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I've had a blast playing all the unmanders that I have ended up building. Mm-hmm. 
I'm also excited that we're getting more full art lands. Yes. I think I've said this on the show before, but I believe that Wizards has never printed a good full art island. So (laughs) happy to see them take another crack at it. Mm -hmm. No, I'm I'm really happy about that too. Yeah. But that's an exciting new product. I'm probably going to pick this up. It just seems Mm -hmm. like uh, a fun, fun new product. Yeah. The next thing that they announced is Game Night 2019. So Game Night was released last year. They were five 60-card decks. Each deck came with a, uh, a face card that was foil and uh, scaled to multiplayer pretty well. So this year they're doing it again. Uh, they've got five 60-card decks, five spin-down life counters, five life counter platforms, 20 plus one plus one counters, 15 double-sided tokens, five rules reference cards. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, uh, those 60-card decks are going to have brand new face cards that are unique to this product. Mm -hmm, Which Uh, we're going to talk about. Yeah, they actually spoiled the face cards. So uh, I guess we'll dive right into a little mini set review of Game Night 2019. Uh, So the white face card is High Cliff Felidar. It is 5 white white for a 5-5 cat beast. It has vigilance, and when it enters the battlefield for each opponent, choose a creature with the greatest power among creatures that player controls. Destroy those creatures. What are your thoughts on this card? I'm going to say this kind of about all of these cards. Like, I would have just lost it if a lot of these cards had been printed, like, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Like, this would have been, like, one... Like, this would have been a staple in white in the same way Luminant Primordial was kind of a staple for a decent amount of time still i think it's barely hanging in there yeah but um i think that it's worse in general than luminant primordial but it's a cat mm-hmm. and there's things that care about cats yeah if you're although so arabo you know that is cat tribal but mm. i feel like arabo wants you to run the cheaper cheapest. cats yeah, yeah because like if your cat deck isn't able to get the eminence bonus on like turns two through five Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then uh like then you're missing out on a big part of the reason why you're playing this commander ton of yeah ton of damage i I think people will just play this because it's a cat even if the tribal's not (laughs) (laughs) it it just seems like that but i like that it's just an etb trigger too a lot of times with these white kill spells it's like if they're tapped or like there's some something that makes it like kind of hard to abuse it multiple times Mm -hmm. or like if you cast it from your hand like that's a big one so i I like that this is just you can flicker it and it will slowly eat away at boards and stuff like that where uh, you can't really do that with a sunblast sunblast angel you can't do it with the dinosaur you can't do it with most of the wrath creatures Mm -hmm. and that is sad all right uh the next card we're going to be talking about is sphinx of enlightenment this is four blue blue for a five five sphinx with flying when it enters the battlefield, target opponent draws a card, and you draw three cards. What are your thoughts on this card? This is weird, because like, I think I like this card. I'm not going to play it, mm-hmm. probably. I don't have any decks for it. But I think that this is like a cute way of kind of referencing... Trade we, secrets? Yeah. Kind of. like just, just like, oh, we both get a little thing. Like, let's screw that person over or something like that. And just like, draw three is pretty rare on a creature like just straight up the words draw three so like just giving an opponent through like a card isn't always the worst thing but i really don't think this goes in a lot of decks 
Yeah, I don't think it's specifically good in a lot of places. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Sphinx of Uthun surprisingly still see it's still a sees a play. decent amount of play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, about four thousand decks on ED on EDH rec. Um, so this is like comparable in the sense that you get a similar size body. It's a little bit cheaper. You get about the same number of cards. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if like Sphinx of Uthun is like really the best strategy in modern commander just because of like how the format has evolved and how like average cmc has crept down a little bit i think that this guy definitely so so like in an average blue deck you don't need to be running this card but in unesh because it's a sphinx and because like this card gets way more attractive when it costs four mana and comes with like 80 percent of a fact or fiction stapled to it i think that like Unesh is probably the right place for it. Mm-hmm. It just really turns through the cards once you actually are casting it with Unesh. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh wow, that's a big, that's yeah, a big chunk of cards. I guess I have a full hand again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to move on to the black one? Sure. This is Calculating Lich. It's four black black for a five five zombie wizard with menace. Whenever a creature attacks one of your opponents, that player loses one life. I'm really not in love with this card. I could see why. I could also see this card like being a thing in some metas too. But is it that much better than like a plus one plus O bonus? I mean, just like would you play like you know an ascendant Evan Car as just a random buff? Oh no! I mean, I'm I am not gonna play this card at all. I guess that's the disclaimer here. Okay. I think someone is gonna see this card and go, "Oh, cool," and that's great for that person. Yeah, this just doesn't like. (laughs) scale to commander at all yeah it's it's not quite enough yeah if it said like whenever a creature attacks one of your opponents like each opponent loses one life or something or i guess that one incentivizes creatures to attack you um yeah (laughs) yeah it does matter that like if you're in a meta with like a lot of go wide decks this will get a lot of triggers so it has a little bit of that like you said the gahiji bonus going on but it's still is just so expensive for what yeah. it does. Oh, yeah. And it counts on, like, there being a lot of attackers, which might not be the case. Yeah. Let's keep going to the red one. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is Fiendish Duo. This is a 5-5 five, five Devil with First Strike for 4 Red Red. If a source would deal damage to an opponent, it deals double that damage to that player instead. This is, I think, the only one that I actually would run at this point Mm -hmm. so like of all four of these that we've gotten through like this one actually made me go oh because like a one-sided furnace for six that you can recur is like oh yeah i've seen i've played enough games with gisella to just to understand exactly how powerful this effect is yeah yeah like dropping this guy in alpha striking and your opponent like taking double is that's big yeah and even if you don't get all the way there like I mean, your opponents can do the math. They have yeah. uh, however many opponents. They have like a set life total to get through, and they can see, oh, well, if I do dub- double damage over here, yeah, exactly. why not? Yeah, so this one is cool. Uh, I'm, I'm into it. I, I like one-sided furnace effects. Yeah, so there's plenty of red aggro decks that could probably make good use of this. I'm wondering, like, is there something... Would this be good enough for, like, Xenagos, do you think? Because, like... I think it would be good enough in Xenagos. I think Xenagos... Because you, you're basically hitting for 20, and then your opponents also are incentivized to attack each other and yeah, help you. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I think that's a good one. I'm just trying to think of other places. I think like Heartless Hitatsugu. Yeah, that's the other really obvious one, I think. And then the Cercara or whatever. Because mm. you just like are dealing like four or three to each opponent anyway a lot of the time to like draw cards. And this just all of a sudden your clock is halved. Mm-hmm. Like when your flame wave is doing like eight for two mana or whatever. Like Flame Rift. Flame Rift. Yeah, like that's a that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I think this is a, a cool card, and definitely scales do commander a lot better than calculating lich. Definitely true. Um, the last one is actually pretty pretty cool too. Do, do you want to read it? Sure. This is Earthshaker Giant. It's four green green for a six six giant druid. It has trample, and when Earthshaker Giant enters the battlefield, other creatures you control get plus three plus three and gain trample until end of turn. I'm I'm tentatively into this. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I actually really like this too. I think that just the fact that they've never put overrun directly on a creature, they put overrun effects and most of them have been bad except for one mm-hmm. that is the best. I'm looking at you, Crater Hoof. Yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at with this guy. Mm-hmm. Other than Crater Hoof. I like this guy more than most overrun effects. Yeah. Well, okay, other than Crater Huff and like Triumph of the Hordes. But yeah. <laughs> but, but the real problem is like because Greens has so many uh tutor effects, it's way easier to you don't really need to run a lot of redundancy yeah. in the the cre- in like the effects you're tutoring out because you've got so much redundancy in your tutors. Like you can guarantee you get a tutor every game and get the crater hoof, so you don't really need to run the second best crater hoof. Yep, it's true. So this is interesting. I, I I'm kind of glad this exists because it is a decent budget option. Yeah, that's where kind of where I'm at with this guy. Um, it is a little off putting that he doesn't have haste. Yeah, compared to like decimator of the provinces or end yeah. raise forerunners. Um, but I was thinking maybe maybe it was like a design decision because like. This is a multiplayer product. You have five decks. You're intended to play it with five other people. And it's also sort of geared towards newer players. And newer players in a multiplayer format, or even just newer players in general, are really reluctant to attack. That's so true. And so, like, even if with this overrun effect and you just send four, like, four guys all get plus three, plus three, and you send them in, like, they don't like the feeling of going completely shields down. So, like... With Enray's Forerunners or with God Eternal Ronus, they both granted vigilance to like make it so that players felt less anxious about doing that. And I think the decision not to put haste on this guy was so that you would have a six six blocker like back and you would feel a little more safer to send everything else at your opponents. Yeah. That's really what a lot of these cards look like to me, because like they're all just big boys. So I think that they're all kind of in that vein of like, I'm going to do this thing, but then don't attack me because I have a big boy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely um, can see kind of that line of thought that design could have had. All right. Uh, so the last product or the last new thing yeah. announced is Mystery Boosters. And we don't know anything about these. Yeah, we know that you can get them at Magic Fest Richmond on November 8th. And you can get them at PAX Unplugged. There's going to be an event at PAX Unplugged. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. So uh, I guess more to come on what those are. Do you have any ideas for oh what they might be? Any God. speculation to share? No. Like, the I could just throw random stuff 
out there. Like my hope is that it's like a reprint product Mm. so that there's like reprinted cards in there. They've been dropping the ball on that really hard. So I'm just really, if they can find more ways to get reprints into people's hands, even if it is a terrible, it's a mystery, like... I'm happier with that. It seems like a little counter to what they are trying to do. Like part of the reason that reprints have been such a big issue is because like they understand the value of reprint equity. And so for them to just like give them away for free to anyone who walks in the door at Magic Fest Richmond. I think you have to sign up. I think it's a, it's like a pre-release or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know though. Mm -hmm. They just said you can sign up at Magic Fest Richmond and I just assumed that man, it was an event that you pay for but i don't know i don't know it just seems like a strange way to get these out into the world because there's probably better ways to monetize them than just like the the very small number of people who attend large magic events yeah no what what i'm expecting i guess this is my only prediction is like they're doing it at these small things so people there can be kind of like buzz within the community of like oh look what i opened in the mystery booster and then they'll start distributing them to stores or something because they've been doing promo packs for stores for like the standard leagues and other events and stuff like that as like prizes Mm -hmm. my guess is this might just be another version of that or this could be some other thing that stores kind of like a tool they give stores because they've kind of taken a lot away from stores lately Mm -hmm. with like you can buy stuff at big box stores so this would be an incentive to go to your local game store because you could get a mystery booster or something like that is my guess Mm-hmm. But I, th- this is all conjecture. This is not. We we literally know nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no information at all. All right. Uh. Well, that is all the news we have for this week. We hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode. I think that for small pieces of news, we're gonna continue with this format going forward. Just yeah. give you a little extra injection of commander theory each week. But we've got a, another main topic coming out this week, so hope you guys enjoy that episode too. And before we go, I want to give a brief thank you to our Patreon patrons. They are Bradley, Gustav, Ryan, Mark, Addison, Arthur, Mason, Will, Rick, Laser, Raphael, Kyle, Charlotte, Andrew, Brock, Tom, the White Clays, Aubrey, Hannah, Anthony, Andy, Nathan, and Cooper. Thank you guys for keeping the lights on here in the studio. It's because of your support that we're able to create bonus episodes like this and get you more content out there each week. Heck yeah. Thanks for listening. If any of you theorists want to get in touch with us, I am at Commander Theory on Twitter and Tumblr, and Zach is at Fat Bartleby on Twitter. Our theme song is Lincoln Continental by Entropy, and you can check him out on SoundCloud. Until next time, we're going back to the drawing board. <laughs>